You know, I didn't. I I looked at my own orb. Oh, to see you that. have your own orb. Yeah. Maybe it's the same sa- traveling salesperson no, we met into our company. No, it, no, it's Where not. Where did you get your orb? I looked at the Disney stock, and I saw it was just okay. So your orb is a stock. Monster? He's opening the cupboard. He goes, my sword. My armor! My wine! Where has it gone? My cheese! Where has it gone? And I think he literally says, who would do this thing? And I'm like, what are you talking about, my Okay, so you've had your version. Let me just say what she's doing. What? She's cheating her way into (laughs) a marriage she is not remotely qualified. But it sets up the fact that she has a rebellious spirit, right? So, no, she's lazy. What you want is the horse in live action to stare into the screen. (laughs) And make a connection with the audience. No, I want... Fuck I, me, I'll tell you that. I mean... Fuck me. So, well, I've, um, I've looked into the future with my little, um, class orb that I keep in my bedroom, and, uh, I've seen the future of filmmaking, and it's, it's made me very, uh, very depressed. Um, and I, I well, don't I'm, know... I'm really more concerned where this orb is. I've never seen it before. <laughs> it's, uh, I keep it underneath a floorboard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Along with that, um, that heart. Yes. That you, uh, yeah. It's, um... I keep it in a box and a key, um, oh. and I, I keep, take it out sometimes. It only tells me things about the, the future. Floor, not the heart. No, the heart tells me other things, but I don't, oh. I don't, I don't like to look at the heart very no. often because it, it speaks only... to you. it's the heart speaks <laughs> to you. The orb, the heart tempts me with like evil things, mm. but the, <clears throat> you know, the orb just tells me about the future and oh, about okay. <laughs> and about where. <laughs> it just tells me about all the terrible things that are coming in the film industry so that I can be prepared, you know, and try to get ahead of things. And I th- Well, actually, this just sounds like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It is, actually. It's going to tell you terrible things. You're going to try and prevent them, and you're going to actually cause them. Yeah. And then you'll curse the day you ever killed a person, mm-hmm. stuck their heart in the floorboards, along with your prophesying orb. Yeah, in in, in um, twenty ten when Toy Story three came out, I looked ahead. I looked at the orb at that moment and said, "It's not going. There's not going to be a Toy Story four, is there?" And the orb came back with me and I said, "No." And I was like, "Oh, thank God! Thank God! There's not going to be a Toy Story four. And when it was announced, I thought maybe my orb is broken. But now I realized the orb is good. It was trying to protect me from, from. from no, this just sounds the, the orb lied. I think the orb was actually lying. It was lying, but it, I think it was trying to protect me from the pain. So just, so just be clear of, of knowing that this before was coming. So you can consult people, right? And they tell you lies, <laughs> but you turn to the orb because it gives you reality, right? Yeah. Because it tells you the raw deal, mm-hmm. right? Yes. 
is my little oracle I keep underneath the floorboard next to the heart right. so, I keep in the box. So you you go to the orb and it tells you lies and you, you you're not concerned about that. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's, even, a, it's the only lie that it's told me so far. Well, it, all right, I just... It predicted Monsters University, it predicted Jurassic World, it predicted uh, Star Wars I, well, Episode 7 through 9. Okay, the inevitability of I'm just volume. concerned about the, <laughs> this orb, though, because, like, even Macbeth didn't look back and go, oh, wow, those witches really, really told me lies. Look, I want... Like, if you one thing... No, if you one thing, if it's like, oh, you got promoted, you're, you're the thane of your corridor now and all that. Good stuff. Look, I want And he'd be to, like, oh, now I'm going to be king, right? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. And then he doesn't become king, right? Nothing I, happens. Look, I took a day trip up to Door County. I got lost in the wo- woods for a little bit. I got approached by um, some traveling salesperson with a cart, you know? And they said, here's an orb. It's it's like second, third, oh, fourth hand. Is this and your origin story? I was story? like, hey, here, thanks for the orb. And they said, it will someday it's going to tell you something that's really, really important. And I believe now is the day, Will. I believe now is the day. Because this morning I looked into my orb, and do you know what I saw? What lies did it tell you today? I saw endless Disney remakes. And I'm not just talking about the well, ones we already have. I'm not talking about they just re- remake the film, and that's it. You, you know, I didn't... I, I looked at my own orb Oh, to see you that. have your own orb. Yeah. Maybe it's the same sa- traveling salesperson no, we met into our company. No, it, no it's not. It's where did you get your orb? I looked at the Disney stock, and I saw it was just okay. So your orb is a stock market. Yeah, and I and I said to myself, "Wow, what should Disney do to get their stock up? How about <laughs> sit in the laurels?" <laughs> but it, but it showed me another live action Mulan in twenty. Another one, huh? Another one in 2040. Another one. That is a sequel. No, not sequels. Just literally remaking Mulan. There's going to be like... By by 2100... another one. Yeah, by 2100, there's going to be like six remakes of Little Mermaid. Really? Yeah. That's what it told me. Well, (laughs) this doesn't seem credible, but I think uh, I see... I I I think I see what's going on. Yeah, and I thought this was a great business deal for us because we can now because now we know this we can now come up with our own version oh. of like Mulan right and so there so when Disney in, inevitably decides to remake Mulan for the third Again. or fourth or fifth time yeah. um, we'll, we'll have the script ready we'll have the uh, screenplay set to go the plot in place and I thought why not start now why but, not today let's just start the screenplay right now so you know, it does strike me though. For um, it does strike me though. What what you're probably describing is they're probably going to just make television shows about the live actions, and they're going to throw it on Disney Plus. I mean, just think of um. I mean, they just they just put a Diary of the Wimpy Kid, like a, <laughs> some animated one, right? After they already did all the live actions, the completed version of which you could ever hope for that, right? And they decide just to make it again, mm-hmm. and then um, oh, it was something else wasn't there. Well, they just decide to make it again. Home oh, Percy, ja- Home Percy Jackson. They're going <laughs> to make it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Home Alone. Just make it again. And here's the, the thing. That's, I th- that's exactly right. They're going to just keep uh, remaking these every few years. That's, uh, I think Oracle's right, maybe. maybe. Maybe my little Oracle orb is starting to like affect my mind. 
But uh, I've started to realize that... So not the heart. Not the person you murdered and stuck... Just who knows? Clear. Who knows? Maybe the heart is actually bleeding into the orb a little bit and they're influencing each other. Okay. But I was thinking about and it... And it's still, it's still beating for you, right? Because I... The heart? Yeah, because it's just, it's just rotting sand at this point. To me, you, you keep saying it's beating. But, oh. but anyway, <laughs> the orb. Yeah, what, what about it? Um, I, by staring at the orb for so long, I've realized that I'm not actually against the idea of continuously remaking an original story really as long as there is something Re- okay <laughs> as long right. as you have an idea on how to make hmm. that story better um, right because I don't I'm, know well you think so so, because so here's my example here's my example Beauty, right. Beauty and the Beast the live action we both agree that's not the best <laughs> they could have done so much more with it but the idea of remaking Beauty and the Beast to me mm-hmm. does not fill me with this like insurmountable dread because I look at the original animated version that Disney has to work with and I say, there are things they can improve with it. They can make Belle a little bit more interesting. They can do more with Belle and Beast's relationship to make it a little bit more plausible that they fall in love and show their romance like develop uh, a little bit further if they if they extend that film to two hours. Well, once again, though, which would fascinate me is if they just plugged in a television show. They just went full in and did, like, like a season, like, you know, like like what they're doing now, like, you Mm -hmm. know, with Marvel, right? But they just have, like, a, I don't know, like, 10-episode remix. And so it's not as garishly um, beautiful Mm -hmm. as uh, as the film versions would be. But I don't know. It would give more space to these people, and they can... Well, I guess that would be interesting, potentially. Um, it's, it's a Venn diagram. Like, you can only have two in the circle where it's, like, compact, beautiful, developed. But you can only choose two. You can't have, like, all three if you're going to do a film. Well, that's the thing, of course, <laughs> is that originally film was the only place you can get, you know, like, a $100 million spectacle going, right? And then, of course, you know, you yeah. finally get, like, HBO coming along saying... Well, what if we took $300 million <laughs> and made this gonzo long television show and just get pouring money into each episode, right? And, and then uh, yeah. ABC gets up and says, why don't we do that? In fact, I'll make a show called Lost. And then the producer, <laughs> or the exec, I don't know, gets fired right after the, uh, the pilot comes out. And even though it's wicked successful, they don't get their job back. <laughs> Because because and, the president of uh, ABC thought it was just so stupid to spend that much money, but they, and they I, were wrong. I guess I misspoke. I want to clarify by compact, beautiful, and developed. I'm talking specifically about like the Disney live action remakes that their history says that they can't do all well, three. I think they either do one or two of those things. Well, I don't. <laughs> no, I. But I think that's a failure on their part. Right. Because you know, it's a, it's a feeling. I I do believe that there is a world where a Disney live action remake this, can be compact, yeah. developed, and beautiful. This isn't like but, saying, but oh, they haven't done it yet. I want this triangle. See, I want it to have four sides. See, <laughs> but I want it. You know, I want I want both qualities, and you know, yeah. it's the. So yeah, the problem I guess I'm having is that. Well, you know what it is in my mind? or Sure, go ahead, sorry. It's just, well, I think, they're, I think Disney is so worried about... Um, money. Prestige. Well, yeah, money. 
Oh, Reputa- that w- reputation. No, not worried at all about prestige. Reputation. If they were worried about prestige, I meant sorry. Were, I meant reputation. I said prestige. I meant like reputation. Sure, they they worried yeah. about reputation. Absolutely, they worried about the branding. But if they had, um, we could just add this. If they had any cojones, what they would do. <laughs> What Go they ahead. would do is make a is make a new Mary Poppins. Now, I don't mean make a sequel to Mary Poppins. They already Where did the kids that. are like thirty and didn't learn any of the lessons. Apparently, it was a very weird sequel. I, there were some charming things to it. I I thought it was kind of weak overall. I hated it. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. I hated Mary Poppins Returns. And I didn't hate it. I <laughs> but I I thought it, it lacked destroyed in, the original. in a lot it just of destroyed things. It. Yeah. Um. I did. I I found it. It let me down. Um, but, yeah. But, but, what I'm, but what I mean, though, is I don't mean, like, once again, I'm not talking about the IP of Mary Poppins, right? Mm-hmm. What I mean is they, for that film, the original film, it felt like they went all out. They took all of their best stuff, right? And they got, like, you know... They got Dick Van Dyke. They got Julie Andrews. They got great uh, lyricists. They yeah, they got the music. they got the Shermans. They they went out and found child actors that were super super great in those roles. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the Mary Poppins and Turns kids, I'm like what whatever. No disrespect to them. I'm sure they're lovely people, but like they're. Well, I don't know if they're lovely people. They may be terrible kids. <laughs> Bratty, selfish. Well, I'm just talking about the crazy. actual acting. I'm not saying they are. They may be lovely people. They may be very lovely, nice people. And I mean, no disrespect to them. But not knowing them, I can say it is perfectly possible that they are incorrigible Well, I err on the side of you have to disprove that you're an incorrigible person. So if I ran at you, if I'm a stranger, I run at you with a knife, screaming. You're an incorrigible person because you've just proven that you're a What if it's a prank, person. bro? What do you mean what you if it's a You wouldn't even know that. <laughs> Because even if it's a prank, dude, that was still such a terrifying thing to do to think it's funny that automatically excludes you from being a good person. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not about whether or not you're actually going to get harmed. It's about whether or not the other person thinks they are. So that's why that's a bad But what situation. if you're, what if you're, you know, like a goat and I just don't, I don't what? respect you, man. If I'm a literal hu- animal, like a goat. A literal human animal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like that, except a goat. <laughs> I, I said that wrong. A four-legged was... goat. <laughs> and you shanked me? No, no, you're just in the way. I, like, punch you in the neck or something. I don't know. Okay, I, I do not support to, animal cruelty I'm trying here. to... What? What? This is a prank, bro. <laughs> okay. I feel like you're referencing something that I don't understand. So Mary Poppins... Do yeah, animal cruelty is very bad. Do you think that Mary Poppins ever popped off on a goat? Popped off on a goat? You know, just slugged a goat? Slugged a goat? With her umbrella? Um, I think it's possible, actually. Yeah. So, I think, so, I think okay. she's practically to, perfect in every way, and she's very nefarious. To streamline this conversation, uh, do you mean, like, remaking Mary Poppins in the sense that Mary Poppins is given a new family to no, come, no. like, no, 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 help? No. Or? I mean... Mary Poppins had all this ingenuity, right? Yes. It hired the best people doing the things that's top of the class. And more to the point, it did something that was very different 
than a lot of the stuff before. Or I suppose a different way of putting it is it did stuff that came before it, but it did it the best version of it, right? That's why people talk about like The Lion King, for instance, right? Mm. Is, yeah, it's kind of derivative in some ways, right? I mean, you're taking all this, the famous tropes and the systems, you're, you're re-slotting things, you're made, basically remaking, you know, a reshuffled version of um, Hamlet, right? Mm -hmm. But what you're using is this greatest state-of-the-art animation. You're pushing it further, um, farther than we've seen before on a screen, right? And people walk into the cinema and say, oh, another Disney flick, yeah, whatever, for the kids. And then they're astonished, you know, for the first, you know, three odd minutes in the circle of life, right? Mm -hmm. The sun comes up and you hear this, you know, you know, magnificent, you know, bellowing chant, right? And you're like, oh, what is this, right? And then you get these incredible panoramas of the animals, you know, marching and, you know, you know the mm -hmm. whole deal, right? Mm -hmm. you, you just, you know... People, I don't think people saw it before, this sort of thing before. I mean, it must have been like the animated version of um, <clears throat> people sitting around waiting for this, you know, sci-fi flick Star Wars to, you know, kick <laughs> off. Suddenly this blare, you know, of the brass, and, you know, explodes. <laughs> and then what do you see? You see this outrageously long ship, you know, flying overhead, right? Um, shooting lasers, right? <laughs> you know, it's crazy, right? It's epic. So you want a Mary Pepin... Mary Poppins. What's Mary Poppins? Poppins. Mary Poppins asks Pepe to a friend. Pepe, is this you? Come in, Pepe. Nah. Pepe, let Is me. that what Pepe sounds like? It is in my me? mind. It is in my uh, remake, oh. live action remake of Pepe. I see. <laughs> so you want Mary Poppins. It, that feels good, man. It so, feels you're, good. so you're not advocating for an actual, another Mary Poppins, but a film that does what Mary Poppins did, which is go all in on a film. Yes. Is what you're saying. Okay, okay, I get it. Something that is. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. In some way. And I don't think they've... I feel like what Disney has been doing for a while now is trying to keep its brand, like perpetuating its brand, right? And it doesn't know how to innovate without taking a risk. Mm hmm Which is kind of this absurdity, which is, well, you can't. You can't innovate. Unless you take risks. <laughs> without taking risks. And spending money and realizing that some things just don't work. And they can't do something like, oh, what if we, you know, do um, um, Carter and we put him in space, you know, just like that old story. It's like, yeah, I mean something like wild, you know. <laughs> and like even early Disney, because we've done a lot. In 2021, we watched a lot of early Disney as part of our Disney animated rewatch marathon. Snow White, Dumbo, Pinocchio, Fantasia, etc. Like, even though I have conflicting feelings on some of those films, they're all risks. Like, for Disney at that time, to do something like Fantasia, to do something like Pinocchio, was, like, wild. And uh, I think you know more about this than I do, but the fight that Disney, Roy Disney had to go through to get some of the films made was incredible. And I don't feel that fight happening behind the scenes. When you watch a film, it feels easy. Um, that someone took the easiest salute, like possible uh, pitch on the board and said, let's just run with it because it's the one that's guaranteed to at least make some money, right? Um, even like, I guess growing up, the fact that Disney did Pirates of the Caribbean what is a risk. Well, it was an incredible risk. I mean, <laughs> and what made it even crazier, of course, is they're actually filming the film, right? And you get Johnny Depp coming up um, to set, performing, like he's drunk all the time, right? Mm -hmm. And they're, 
I think they may have been worried he was actually drunk, and then I guess it turns out he wasn't, and that it was just all a bit. And then they're like, you can't do that. This is a Disney film, you know? And he's and like, it, why, why did you make this film in the first place? Then? Well, yeah, I suppose so. But, but you look at the film, right? It's this astonishingly um, bold, different way of, you know, performing the, under the Disney brand, right? Mm -hmm. For me, Disney... When I, I'm, so the bit with the orb was me trying to lead into wondering if the problem that the live-action remakes actually have has less to do with the fact that they're making them, but the fact that they don't actually remember what made the animated versions special, if that makes sense. I was thinking about Mulan, and then the, the joke about remaking Mulan six times may or may joke? not Joke? You really found this orb, <laughs> I really found the orb. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, the orb that I found that told me that there was going to be six different Mulan remakes, uh, I was filled with dread by it because I think, unlike other Disney films where I can go, okay, I can kind of see an avenue where this can be remade, how you can remake the story better. Um, we talked before, we've talked before about how Beauty and the Beast, a live action, if they had just leaned on Emma Watson's Belle being an inventor and her being interested in science and astronomy and technology and the way that machinery works, that film, that, that film would have been so much better because it would have given Belle something that separated her from any other Disney princess. Any other live action? I mean, she could have. She could have told the beast. Wow, beast! Did you know that uh, if you found an ocean big enough, you could stick Saturn on it and it'll float. <laughs> and that would be neat. I would have liked it, right? Um, and then, of course, you know they didn't, so it went to a different film. But but with Mulan, what's difficult for me when I'm looking at the orb and it's telling me. Is it, is it makes me go, crap, we're just going to have six more half terrible Mulan live-action films. Because it's such a complete film, I don't know how you make it better. I don't know how you make an improvement well, on Mulan. I, I, I think I disagree with you there on the premise. Because I don't think you can, for the live-actions, mostly, um, especially for the Renaissance, I'm going to say, right? Yeah. I don't think you can make them better. Mm -hmm. I think you can only make something different, and then if you hope if you, that the different like people are like take a giant risk in making it different. Well, I would think so sense. because what they're doing is actually the most sensible thing that you can imagine, which is don't change it or change it as little as possible, right? But that's where, but that's why the Mulan live well, action well, that was, was so weird, bad. Well, that's the weird thing is because, because they tried to stick is to because the they allowed it to become a um, a Wuxia film, right? Mm -hmm. um, with her going from this person who um, tries to embrace her warrior end, right, mm -hmm. her warrior side in her, um, which manifests culturally as the ma the masculine within her, right? Or of course, actually, culturally, there is no masculine side within a woman, right? It's just. It's all woman in there, right? <laughs> so embracing the man inside you is a preposterous idea, right? But of course, what happens mm -hmm. by the end is the the women, the women, you know, mm -hmm. find their 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 you know the masculine aspects, and the men find their their femininity, and you know, so, and uh, trick the guards, right? But um, so, this film doesn't do that at all. I don't think. So, so I guess what I'm talking like they scrapped Shang, they they brought in a new love interest, they took away the menace of the film. 
the 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 term you love menace in the film. Oh, I love because you know I love menace in films. <laughs> menace makes the world go round. In because films. the weirdest thing to me about the live action Mulan is that what was so formidable about um, why am I blanking on the villain's name in Mulan, the animated one, the actual like leader of the Huns? Um, well, it's not Shang Chi. <laughs> Shan Yu. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it Sh- Sh- sure. So what made him formidable was that we don't actually know why he wants to take over China. He just does. And the idea of... Well, that's fine, though. Yeah, and that's what I love about it. Because it's some people just love power for power's sake. Some people, like the Batman line, some people just want to watch the world burn. There's no rationale or oh, it's ulterior, even, ulterior it's, motive. It's not even about burning the world. That That's a different motive. No, no. <laughs> Watching power for power's sake is its own. Yeah. Like, you don't need any further explanation. Some Yeah, people want to control the world. Some people do, right? And there's an inherent evil in that that there is no justification for. There is no ulterior motive behind it. But then in Mulan, the live action, what they did was they made the villain... It's a, a revenge plot. Are you talking about the witch or which... which well, well uh, which the, villain? The actual villain. The actual like leader of the Huns in the... Are they even Huns? Vision. I don't even sure if they're Huns. I don't, they're not, they don't call them Huns, I, I believe. They call them something else. But the male leader of the, of the rival army, the invading army, the whole reason he's doing it is because the emperor executed his brother... And so they give oh. that as, like, a justification for why he's doing this, going on this genocidal rampage. And it's like, I don't need that. I don't need any sort of humanization from a guy who's I, willing to commit genocide and go and swooping through China to take over the kingdom. I must confess, I watched that film so efficiently that when I zipped it in my mind, those details you just said didn't carry over. <laughs> they all disappeared. And the random witch that, like... I remember the witch. The random witch that they invented for the film, mm-hmm. her whole, like, thing is that li- apparently literally nobody has ever accepted her in life. And the villain, the the, the leader of the ar- invading army, he's the only person who's ever said, oh, I find you useful and I need you by my side because you're powerful and I can help, you can help me take over the world. Like, so it's kind of like, that's the motivations for these characters that's so dumb <laughs> as compo- as a pair compared to the original one where it's like he's literally a, a leader of a rival kingdom who just wants to take over china that's it and you understand that implicitly like why someone would want that right and the thing that i guess is another thing that the 2020 version really messes up on and is a thing that all Disney live-action remakes do is that they want so hard to stick to, like, like keep things from the original that only work in an animated sense, right? Because once you transpose it to a real-life world, it Mm -hmm. doesn't... It feels cheesy. It feels off about it. So... What's an example specifically that you're referring to? So, the first... So, one... So, this might be a long spiel, but I'll get to that. What I found so compelling about comparing the 95 Mulan to the 2020 Mulan and watching them is that the 95 Mulan does not waste time. Like, it is a 90-minute film where every single moment is setting up something that's going to happen later or is telling you something about the characters, something to get moving the plot along. It's probably, in just in terms of the music of the film, 
the best example of using the music to advance the plot. I think every single song in that film, it's not only telling you something about their emotional arc, but it's also literally moving the plot. Um, I'll Make a Man Out of You is literally the training montage. Uh, uh, a Girl Worth Fighting For is literally them going from camp to the, um, to the mountains, right? So they're literally going from one place to another geographically, and that's helping to advance the plot. The, the only song that doesn't do that as much is the I Want song, which is um, Reflection. Yeah. Is, is there a plural? Is it plural? Reflection? Reflections. Ah, oh, shoot. Now this, I'm being... If, if this was Jeopardy, this would be the I lose all my money or not question. I'm pretty sure it's just singular. I'm okay, great. Sure Reflection. Great. Sure. Let's, let's go yeah. for it. But the first scene we see Mulan lasts mm-hmm. two minutes. And in that two minutes, what she does is she's um, eating, her, eating some rice while writing on her uh, arm... The, the, the speech she's supposed to give to the matchmaker. What does that tell you about Milan off the bat? One, that she is forgetful, so she needs to write on her arm. Two, even though she's taking it seriously, at the same time, well, she's willing to bend the rules a little bit I to kind of skate by. Okay, so you've had your version. Let me just say what she's doing. What? She's cheating her way into <laughs> marriage she is not... <laughs> Remotely qualified. But it sets up the fact that she re- has a rebellious spirit, right? That's what it's setting. No, she's lazy. <laughs> she no. has no idea. She's no, she's, no, she's not even lazy. She doesn't care. <laughs> I think you read it both so ways, she, though. So she looks at that. She's like, yeah, think before you snack or act. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm panicking now, but I didn't study for this, so whatever. I... I think you're supposed to take it both ways. That, one, she doesn't want to be involved in this tradition but is doing it anyway for family i agree but at the same time it's but you didn't also put like, in the work i guess but i think you're also supposed to take it as her 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 kind of ingenious side like her 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 constantly thinking reels emotions ben, she's constantly thinking about I, ways to kind of get out of situations so, so ben i i see that you cheated <laughs> on your sat um, you, you wrote it on your hand, um, and you also use the water bottle trick, which is genius, you know? You printed out tiny little letters mm-hmm. on the back of your water bottle, and then you slapped on the, uh, the label, and so you were able to use the, uh, the magnification of the water itself to stare into the little cheat sheet. Brilliant, I'm brilliant. Not, now, that's not what I'm saying. Te- technically, um, <laughs> so technically, um, you should lose... Your score, <laughs> and uh, and we're not going to accept you into any colleges. But I think it's genius, man. What, what I'm saying is like no. Sixteen hundreds in your SATs. Should she be cheating on her match <laughs> on the matchmaking? No, should she? And you're going to Harvard. <laughs> she's not. She shouldn't be doing that. But at the same time, it's supposed to reveal the characterizer as someone who uh, 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 is rebellious and is someone who had like will do what she can, given the situation, to get her way through it, right? She's someone who's not going to... Well, it's... Okay, so what it is doing is think... Because what's the alternative? Because you go thinks... to the matchmaker with nothing, with nothing, with not knowing any of the lines? That's her, That's the alternative? 
Well, this sounds remarkably like the day for the test. Please help me, I didn't study. Well, all right. I mean, this is what you should do. No, but like, just do like, an, like compare it to an exam and school. It's not the same as this is literally the future of your life. Wait, what? 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 If, if you cheat on a quiz in high school. This ain't no quiz. Are you this talking, is a, are you talking <laughs> this about- This is the matchmaking test. What? This is the SAT of your life. That's not, I thought you were talking about like cheating on a quiz in high school. I'm talking. Okay, so we're all talking about the same thing. We just misunderstood each other. Okay, but she does that. The rooster crows. She gets up. She uses her quote unquote little brother, the dog, to help her with her yeah. chores. You will probably call that is, lazy. I call that being inventive. That's being clever. That's being inventive. That's being no. no let me let me be very clear. <laughs> cheating is clever. It's clever, right? Yeah. It gets you ahead faster, right? The question simply becomes, is cheating cheating? For instance, when she shoots the, um, um, what, what is the thing? The dragon cannon? The dragon cannon? The cannon pew pew thing? Yeah. Pew pew! And it <laughs> yeah, goes, that's the sound it makes. And it, and, it, and it sings, you know, through the air, right? With Mushu on board. Yeah. And hits the mound and causes the avalanche. Yeah. Is that I mean, that's cheating. Cheating in war. Yeah. There's no cheating in war. There ain't no cheating in war. <laughs> I'm all, all, all is fair in love and war. <laughs> you need to go back and listen to some Churchill tapes, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess so. It but, sounds remarkably similar to, oh yeah, we can split the atom now. Well, I guess all's fair in love and war. But... I guess the point I'm making is that in the first two minutes of the animated Mulan, what we get is someone who's multifaceted, is a multitasker. Uh, if you want to call her a cheater, I call her a rebel, and uh, an, an, an inventive, creative, clever. She's going to go to Harvard. There's, there's also, great things for her. But there's also that one second shot where the dog is running past, like putting out the chicken feed, and runs past the horse. And the horse breaks the fourth wall and looks at the camera. And it's only a one-second shot. But what, why that's incredibly important and why if I was, like, there in the boardroom, I'd fight for that one-shot frame to be there is because otherwise every interaction following between Mulan and her horse doesn't work as well. Because by the horse breaking the fourth wall there, what we get is this animated world, this world where the horse is highly intelligent and communicates with Mulan on like on a higher level in a, in a way that only an animated film gets away with because it's usually you don't do that with animals. You can't go in the real world and go to a horse and like link up with them in a way that's like psychic. But in the Mulan 2020 version without any precedent or reason to believe so, she has that innate ability with her horse. So what you want is the horse in live action to stare into the screen <laughs> and make a connection with the audience. No, I want, I don't, like, I want them to set up the fact that she and her horse have a special connection without just all of a sudden, in the midst of Battlefield, they have it. Like, Lord of the Rings goes out of its way to show how the horse is a part of, like, their traveling troop and, not, and, 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 and close friends and allies, right? Horses are as much a part of the fantasy world mm -hmm. as a goblin is, as an orc is, as an elf is, because of the way the, the Samwise 
uh, um, interacts with Bill the Pony, the way that Aragorn interacts with uh, his horse, the way that the horse rarely saves Aragorn's life in the Two Towers, or Gandalf whistling and, and Shadowfax coming. Like, horses are fantastical in the world of Lord of the Rings, and they show that. In Mulan, they don't. They treat horses as if they're just regular, everyday horses. So when something fantastical happens with a horse, it's like, what is this? And the reason it happens is because they're keeping true to the Mulan version, where her horse is incredibly vital to her getting through the battlefield. Wait, what, what magical thing does the horse do? <clears throat> There's two moments in, in Mulan 2020 yeah. where the horse literally saves her life because he comes running out of nowhere, literally out of camera shot, literally there's no even, not even a hint of like the horse has been there, but apparently he somehow raced several miles across the field knowing she needed her help in this exact moment and was in the right position so she could jump off like a mountain cliff and land on the horse. And it's like, that wasn't planned. She didn't like somehow train the horse to do that. It was like the horse knew it well, and just did it. All right. <laughs> And I know I'm harping on something very I mean, small, but at the same time... I must say, the fact that it, I don't remember it suggests that it didn't bug me the way it bugged you. It bugged me, I'll tell you that. I mean, it bugged me. Alright. <laughs> but then also, but then continuing that two-minute sequence of Mulan, after the horse scene, after the horse breaks the fourth wall, we get Mulan's father praying to the ancestors in the, in the temple. Um, the comedic scene of the dog interrupting his prayer, his morning routine, and then Mulan coming up and does that whole thing of she breaks the glass and says, three cups of, three cups, the doctor says, three cups of tea in the morning, three at night. I bought a sprayer, like she, so there's this lovely interaction with her right before she's about to go to meet the matchmaker with her father that's very gentle and very, um, very loving in a way that you never get with the live action. The father was just angry 24-7. <laughs> and, you know, I think... Well, but he's like... Just like, what's the way to put it? Like... He just kind of sits around or walks around. He just kind of exists, doesn't he? He does. Like, he doesn't, like, beat her with a spoon. He doesn't <laughs> beat her with anything. I'm, you know, I'm not... But he just um, shouts at her. Yeah, he just kind of hangs out. I don't know. He just, he just generally disappointed. I don't know. I mean... The, the, the few scenes we get of the father, they're trying so hard to get the same... And that's what makes the 2020 version so weird and why, like, we watched it and I sat there aghast and I was so mad throughout the whole film was because... They kept trying to get the same vibe as the animated one without doing any of the work or understanding why it worked in the first place. Well, like, the father in Mulan, I would characterize him as, yeah, he's stern when he's stern. He has that line of, I know my place. It's time you learned yours. It's firm, but at the same time, there's this, like, sorrow in it. And again, credit to the voice acting on that part. But you can tell that it's there's a complicated emotion there where... He's afraid for his family. And that's where that's coming from. Whereas in the live action version, you have that exact scene at the, around the dining table. And he just says, you are a woman. You should know your place. And it's very aggressive. And it's like, where is this coming from, my dude? Um, it's, 
And the final thing I'll point out with the father is it breaks through. He continually, he, not the actor, but like he has a character in the script, continually breaks the rule of if we already know it, if we already have the information, don't say it. And he does that when Mulan leaves, like takes his armor and his sword and goes to go fight an Imperial army. And he's coming downstairs and he opens and he sees the cabinet open and he has this line where in the animated version, it's this dramatic, beautiful score where he doesn't say anything. He just flings open the cupboards and he gasps and he sees that the cover is empty. And we know why it's empty. We know why the stuff is gone. He knows it. And nothing is said. He just cut to him running out in the rain shouting Mulan. In the 2020 version, they do the exact scene, almost shot for shot, except he's opening the cupboard and he goes, My sword! My armor! My wine! Where has my, it gone? My cheese! Where has it gone? And I think he literally says, Who would do this thing? And I'm like, What are you talking about, my dude? <laughs> goes down the list. My wife? Nah, she's here. Nah, That'd she's be... here. Check. My youngest sister who the I play The play a prank? About. Ooh, that's possible. I'll write that down. You play a prank, dude. Just a prank, bruh. Kick a goat. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. What? Kicking a goat? So, all in all... It's very bad. Please don't, please don't actually kick a goat. So, all this being said, I looked into the orb. And some point in the future, Will, we are going to be in, the, in, in a place high up at Disney, where we have $200 million at our disposal to remake Mulan. And I was just kind of curious, how would you remake Mulan, a film in my mind that is unremakeable, because of how compact, efficient, beautiful it is, and try to make it better somehow? What What is left in Mulan, the animated Disney version, left to tell? Yeah, I'll tell you how. Okay. Have Mushu in it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, if you really wanted to, that's your version, right? I mean, I guess I wouldn't be against it. Would you be? But no. You know what I would do? I'll tell you what I'll do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> the way you said it made it sound like you were stalling. <laughs> it's like a comedian comes out and doesn't say anything funny. It's just like really sad and everyone laughs. It's very weird. Tap, um, tap, tap. <laughs> Hello? Uh, this is my five minutes of stand-up, where I just stand here. Because I'm standing up. What was that laugh? I'm doing so, the laughing audience. Oh. The weird oh, laughs. Okay, 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 okay. Like the rogue laugh, the one person thinks it's funny no matter what you say. Um, See, the way you so, sounded was like that clown from The House, Netflix is The House. It sounded like the weird, like, master of the house laugh. Oh, right. That's a good laugh. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, n- next thing you'll tell me is, like, you like berries and cream. Berries and cream. <laughs> so, Mulan. Mulan. I'm giving you $200 million. Yeah. You need to remake this. I know we've already made four well, remakes, but this one's going to be the best of them all. Four? Yeah, okay. I don't so know, it's 2050. This, this is what I would do. And this may die right out the door. Okay. Because I haven't looked into this at all. Okay. So there may be a reason why they haven't done this. Okay. 
I would. So uh, we're kind of interrupt here and uh, break it up because we have definitely gone on way too long. Uh, we're going to break this up into two parts. Uh, Disney uh, remakes part one and Disney remakes part but two. But hear me out. What if we did three parts? No. <laughs> we had this sort of unexpected journey. And then we kind of became kind of desolate. And then we kind of fought finally between us, right? Between, between, the, between our... our a sort of armies, you know? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. We could go there and back again, but... Well... Do yeah. do three parts. Wouldn't that be tiring? It would, but it would make more money. And isn't that the most important <laughs> part of uh, movie making? Is making money? Alright, well... Uh, it's not really about the art, it's about the money. We'll, we'll be back after a brief message from our sponsors. Zune! Zune! That's right. The defunct company's paying us still. <laughs> <laughs>